there, believers. Two things real quick. One, I want to say happy birthday to my daughter, Madison. I love you, and I wish you nothing but the best. Um, I'm releasing this episode on your birthday. Um, I know it's not an episode that you, you will necessarily listen to, but today's the day, so I wanted to say it. You're 18. Um, I love you. Two, don't shoot the messenger, guys. Um, I know a lot of you guys don't enjoy listening to Flat Earth, but you can't help yourselves. That's why you're here. You want to listen to it, then you want to send me hate mail. Go ahead and do that. I love you anyways. Um, I'm not saying I'm a Flat Earth subscriber, okay? What I'm saying is I want to hear everyone's experiences, um, what anyone has put the time and effort into studying and learning, and hear their perspectives. That's never changed. All right, so I love you. God bless. When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. for you coming um if you're watching on youtube let me apologize in advance i just got up man um this guy this guy josh monday he's got his own podcast you know he's out there doing good on the west coast i'm on the east coast he's he must be half machine or something i told him you know, let's let's line something up. This brother says 0430, his time. Which sounds like punishment to me. Um <laughs> but it's it's 7 30 in the morning on a Saturday. But I know this episode is gonna be totally worth it. That I'm excited about this. Um I got my coffee, so I'm ready. I'm ready. Josh Monday is going to come on here today. Hold on, let me take a sip of this. Josh Monday is coming on to talk about one of your favorite topics. Or one of your least favorite topics, but either way, you're going to listen to it, and you're going to get so 
wrapped up. You're either going to be mad or you're going to be thrilled. Flat Earth. Yep. We're getting back into it. It's been close to a year, probably, since we've had a Flat Earth episode. But here it is. And not just Flat Earth. Flat Earth from a biblical perspective. Hey, let's do it. Let's, let's see what he's got on, on the topic. I look forward to it. Uh, you know how the show goes? I don't argue one way or the other. I just want to hear what you have to say. Uh, I want to be, you know, forced to think. I like I like being outside of the the box, outside of the comfort zone. I think a lot of you do too, and you're open. You guys are open to you know to others' opinions, and you know it's all about love here. So um, we're gonna bring Josh on. Please show him some love. Show him some support. Let's when these videos come out, when the when the show comes out. Send me some emails. Comment on the YouTube uh, episodes. Let's, let's let's get more involved with each other. I need you guys also to get the numbers up on YouTube. This show's been going on for two and a half years. I've had uh, YouTube open for about a year. Haven't hit a thousand yet. So let's get that up to a thousand plus. You know, by the end of the year, we're almost there. Let's finish strong. Guys, I really need a win this year. Um, 2022. Uh, I have a feeling it's like this for everybody. But anyway, anyway, we're staying positive. We're staying positive. Um, I hope you enjoyed the Sunday Musings episode. Uh, the latest one. That means a lot to me. It would mean a lot to me if you listen to it. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, YouTube. We'll get those numbers up. And TikTok. I'm sitting almost at a 1,000 on TikTok. I'm not as active on there as I should be, but I'm active on there. I think you guys would enjoy it. And uh, I'm kicking around trying to do some kind of giveaway soon. So let's, let's get some stuff rolling. Uh, we'll have... Patreon slash uh, believers only on the website. All look looked over and uh, formatted in a new way. Um, I'm going to pick a lane and stay in it for a while. I might. Well, I'll, I'll give announcements later. Um, I'm not going to do anything to jack up prices while everybody's subscribed or anything like that. Um, it's going to be more of a, a steady thing, but I I definitely want to get that all lined out. All right, I'm going to go ahead and bring Josh on. Let's have a lot of fun with this, guys. Let's learn. How's it going? Uh, are you are you going to start off uh, introducing me, or how, how how would you like to work this, my brother? Hey, I've I've already done your intro. I said Josh Monday's coming on the show. He's got something to talk about. Okay, Everybody's let's go. Everybody's favorite topic. Uh, <laughs> they either love it or hate it, but they want to hear it. You know okay. I mean? So, guys, uh, my show is called Josh Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. So, what we do is we take a conspiracy, show you how it relates to the Bible. Okay. So, 
as I was doing my show, episode five around there, we had Dave Weiss on. He kind of went over flat earth and uh, I, I got in, I, I started digging, doing a deep dive into the Bible, finding out what's up with the Bible and flat earth. Does it, does it match? Does it not match? Uh, and when I did an episode uh, called flat earth from a biblical perspective, um, I kind of found several verses that line up with the Bible. Okay. So what we need to first understand is that faith comes by hearing the word of God. Okay. It's in Romans 10, 17, it says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have you not heard? Okay. So what, uh, Paul is saying right there is that, um, faith comes by hearing the word of God. That means that, uh, you know, he also says in second Timothy three sixteen, all scripture is inspired by God. Okay. And it's profitable by doctrine for reproof, for, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped and, and for every good work. Right. So you got to understand if all scripture is inspired by God and it's profitable, profitable for doctrine and that faith comes by hearing the word of God, we're saved uh, by grace through faith. Right. So as I'm talking right now, you guys need to understand that if I, if you're, if you're receiving the word of God and, and you say you're a Christian and you're not believing the word of God, you need to understand that faith comes by hearing. So you guys need to understand when I'm talking, I'm not, I'm not just trying to uh, do this. I'm not trying to do uh, what first Timothy six twenty says. I'm not giving you vain babblings. Okay. It says, Oh, Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and opposition of science falsely so called, which called professing erred concerning the faith. Okay, so we're gonna have uh science that's gonna test our faith. It's just gonna happen, right? Amen. And what we need to do, I mean, there's gonna be deceptions that are gonna be massive in the end times. They're gonna be so massive that um Christians need to make sure that they're grounded obviously in the word and, and, and you're walking with God, right? So that, that you're, you're not going to be affected by that. Cause it says even the, uh, if it was possible, the elect would be deceived, right? So you need to become the elect, right? You need to become those people that are, that are saved. You're grounded in the Bible. Okay. So that's, that's first off. And as I go, I always ask, you know, I always ask people, you know, it's funny because if you ask somebody like, does Joe Biden lie? They would say yes. Does Nancy Pelosi lie? They would say yes. Okay. Does the CIA lie? Yes. Does the FBI lie? Yes. Do the police lie? Yes. They could take you in an interrogation room and they could say the guy next to you just committed, said that you committed the crime. They're lying to you. He didn't say anything. The sheriffs, yeah, they can lie. Uh, the FBI, they obviously can lie as well. But then if I ask them, does NASA lie? No way. NASA does not lie. There's no way. Nope. NASA doesn't lie. <laughs> They're so committed to this group. It gets crazy. And also if I'm talking to somebody and I'm explaining that, you know, biology is, you know, it's, is, is wrong. You know, evolution is wrong. Or I tell them that, um, uh, or if I tell them psychology is like a demon, right? Oh, if, if you, if you're crazy or if this, it could be a demon They're, they're they accept that. But once I tell them that cosmology is wrong, it's another thing that get go. mad right away. And, and, right. and as you could tell, what's your, what's your first name, brother? I'm sorry. Oh, it's Bo. Bo. As Bo can tell, as soon as he came out with that episode, I'm sure there was shots fired and you can just see everything going. People are just so upset. So it just gets interesting. So 
what I like to do is, uh, first off, I need to let you guys know that I like to filter science through the Bible, not the Bible through science. Um, that's just how I work because as a Christian, I'm not like doubting Thomas. Okay. I, I want to be like the apostle Paul. I want to be like in the scriptures, ready to go, like a, a soldier, ready to go. I'm go. not doubting Thomas because I know that all scripture is inspired by God. So I just accept it. And uh, I don't believe uh, creation by an, an atheist or by some someone that's trying to tell me that there's billions and billions of years because they were never there. I don't I don't like to just uh, accept theories, you know, theory of evolution or theory of the Big Bang and just accept it. I like to just read the Bible, find out what it says, because I know that God was there when when um when it was created and um first off i like to go through what scientists say okay and then we're going to find out what the bible says and we're going to compare that let's go so any questions so far on any of the scriptures i went through hey brother you're good all you're right good. bro so I, i'm loving it I'm and loving, bro, thank you for this. your service too bro you're 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 a veteran and we both have, have been through uh, uh you know the military so i don't know which branch you were in i was in army i was air force Air Force. Air Force. Oh man, that has the good food. Oh I yeah, love... all the good food, the good deployments, <laughs> man. I, 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 awesome. said, I, I said, yeah, I deployed in enduring freedom. I sure did, but I went to Guam. You know, I went to a tropical what? paradise. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all I, good. I worked on B fifty twos, but hey, but you know what? You, you put in your work, you put in your time, you put in your effort. Maybe. You left your family. You know what I mean? And and it doesn't matter where you went. You know, um, yeah. I went to Kuwait, so I was I was like forty miles away from. Uh, combat but i was feeling helicopters so oh yeah it was interesting it wasn't a paradise but it was hot but it was still a, a blessing compared to what my other brothers were going through it was so, a blessing to serve too all right so amen to that so all right guys what do the scientists say so the they say that the earth is at a 23.4 degree axis give me one sec i'll grab the earth real quick all right, so, okay, all right cool. are the the so-called earth one second go for it <laughs> All right, so I like to use my little prop because I'm not like Dave Weiss, okay? I got like <laughs> all this crazy money for this because I don't make money off my podcast. You know, I just do my thing. So this is the uh, supposedly it, right? Yeah. So this is it. Um, so the Earth is at a 23.4 uh, degree axis, spinning at 1,000 a, a miles an hour and rotating around the sun at 66,600 miles per hour, okay? That's something we need to pay attention to. Usually when I tell somebody that is uh, even believes in the globe, believes in that model, uh, the heliocentric model, and I tell them that we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour, they can accept that. But once they find out that we're going 66,600 miles an hour around the sun, which is an interesting number, right? right. Um, they, are, they usually are, they're like baffled by that part because when we were kids and they taught us all this stuff, they go through these numbers. We have no clue what they're saying. We have no clue what it would feel like to be going that fast. But you guys need to understand that the fastest bullet, the fastest bullet travels at 1,800 miles an hour. So they say we're going 30 times faster than a bullet around the sun. And you step outside and you see the same stars. And it's it's just solid. You know, everything's pretty solid for it's not like everything's moving so fast. It looks like warp speed. That's what it should look like if you're moving that fast, in my personal opinion. I'm not uh, Neil Tyson Degrassi, okay? I don't have 10 degrees, okay, in this stuff, okay? I'm just telling you this, how I feel when I walk outside right. and I look up to the sky. 
It's not, it's not, I don't think we're moving 66,000 miles an hour. When my dad used to drive a bus when I was younger, I used to go to work with him, you know, and I would stand up on the bus when he's moving, you know, 40 miles an hour. And I would always fall, whatever. It was fun, but we're moving 66,600 miles an hour. Okay. And you can stand on the earth and you're not falling anywhere. So it's just, you guys got to question this type of stuff. Okay. We can't just accept what scientists tell us. And, um, and I'm not talking about scientists that are, that are in the lab doing uh, testable provable uh actual science i'm talking about the people that are just telling you they don't have a radar gun oh 66,600 miles an hour okay that's the 10th time we're gonna go ahead and just we're gonna make it that number no that's not true man okay so uh and also when i'm in R rialto and uh riverside is like you know it's the next city over let's say there's like a 3.0 earthquake i can feel it here in rialto i feel the earth moving right if there's an earthquake and there's uh also the instrument that could detect earthquake could could uh could detect all the way to one tenth of a millimeter movement of the earth. So are they calibrating that thing to to detect to to not detect the movement of, of the sixty six thousand six hundred miles an hour or the spinning and the rotation of the earth? No, it's not calibrated for that. All it's calibrated to do is tell you when the earth moves, and it doesn't tell you anything about the earth moving. You know, uh, when it's rotating and doing all this uh, crazy uh gymnastics that they're talking about it doing okay another thing you guys need to understand the earth it orbits the earth okay the, the moon orbits the earth at a speed of 2200 miles an hour which is 400 miles an hour faster than a bullet so go outside uh if you guys are in california go outside and go look at the moon right. go look at it and right now obviously we're not live but anyways just go and check out the moon it's moving slow as molasses right it's going to be there super slow you're watching it Okay, it's not going 2,200 miles an hour like they're telling us, okay? That's what I don't see. So that there's there's some discrepancies here between everything I just told you so far, okay? Uh, now, this one right here is going to probably just be like, okay, uh, where, they, where do we get this one? It says, um, now, while all this is happening, which is already quite unbelievable, we're moving through space at 525,000 miles an hour. Right. So that's everything moving. Okay, at the same time as us rotating, at the same time as us spinning around the, the sun, the helio, right? Helios, which is obviously sun worship, right? Uh, so, the, and, and then they say that the sun is 93 million miles away, okay? And sometimes when I'm like, I'm sitting in my backyard looking up at the sky, because I always, I do this a lot because I see chemtrails, all this crazy stuff, right? I don't know if we're on, we're on YouTube, so I'll just keep it. Whatever. So, what want. yeah. So I look up in the sky and, and the temperature changes when a little cloud goes over the sun, you know, it, it literally does. I could feel the temperature change by like five to 10 degrees. Sometimes it's like, Oh, I feel colder just by a little cloud going over that sun, which is supposedly 93 million miles away. It shouldn't change anything. If it's that hot, nothing should change it. That's personally what I believe. Okay. But anyway, so all these astronomical numbers. Um, also, if you guys are looking for, um, uh, let's see. How do we test the curvature? You probably heard this. Dave Weiss probably said this, but every one mile is eight inches squared. So if you're trying to find the curvature, it's supposedly 24,950 in diameter. You take it, you put it in uh, AutoCAD, which which is the same thing they use for drafting. And it's mm -hmm. going to tell you exactly that it's going to be every one mile is eight inches squared on this earth. Okay. That's what it's supposed to be. Now, if you are start doing this, this curve calculator and you're trying to find uh, over the land, it's it's a little tougher, so it's it's easier to do it over water, right? So if you do it over water, because uh, ninety was it ninety 
whatever, 70% of it, sorry, is water. Okay. So yeah. that's, that's why you always see this, uh, some good, pretty good documentaries out called level level two, uh, Sean Hibbler. He's, he has been on my show. He's, he's, he's a, uh, he's a down to earth. Nice guy. He's, he's not, um, uh, I know he believes in God, but he's not a believer in, in Christ. Okay. So, but that that's beside the point. He makes good documentaries. He's got a show called level and you see that water is always level. I work in the water industry. I go to check a reservoir. I look, the water's level in the reservoir, big reservoir, right? It's all level. So, um, so every one mile is eight inches square. Just know that. Now this is another insane thing. Okay. The closest star the closest star, okay, guys, I'm not talking about the furthest one away. The closest one is 4.4 light years away. Why do they tell us it in light years? Because we don't know what the heck a light year even is. They right. tell you that because they say that the closest star is 24 trillion miles away, okay? 24 trillion. So these little beady eyes can see 24 trillion miles away, the closest star, okay? So that to me is that's why they don't tell you in in miles, which we can understand. They tell you in light years, so that you just go, sounds okay. good, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's all you. It sounds good. You don't even care. So one light year is six trillion miles away. Okay, guys. So when you're understanding these numbers, they're astronomical. They're something you can't even fathom in your brain. I mean, it's hard to fathom your eyes seeing. Let's say if it was completely fat, there's salt fields. Like, let's say it's just completely flat and you could just see all the way, you know, 10 miles. That'd be crazy for eyes to see. But you're looking up and you're seeing 24 trillion miles away, which is which is nuts. OK, so we have that. And then the closest galaxy, which would be like the galaxy, which they say there's another galaxy out there. You know, there were so many galaxies. That they say it's like a um, they say it's like a beer cup with all these bubbles and and we're just one of those bubbles and there's just galaxies everywhere that's how they explain the natural the oh there's got to be life somewhere statistically so it's 2.5 million light years away so you'd have to take 2.5 million and times it by six trillion miles and you're going to get how many miles away that is which is obviously you can't do it on your calculator because the calculator would say air 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 we don't do those kind of numbers and what does your brain do air 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 i don't do yep. those kind of numbers i have no clue right yep. so uh it's just really interesting how they work all this stuff right so and um there's also like uh any any questions on anything i went over so far no oh, bro you're go you're, you're gold man just think about that while, while i'm going through this okay think yeah. about does that make sense or does what i'm about to go over make sense in the bible okay so um, another thing I think is gravity is like science is God, right? The ones that I'm talking about, the ones that are talk, telling you about all these theories, gravity, right? Um, and you're going to understand that as I go through the, the scientific trinity, right? The scientific trinity to me would be the Big Bang theory, okay? The theory of evolution and the heliocentric model. I think those are all uh, a scientific trinity because you, ha you have to have one and you have to have the other, and that's how it all works. Because the reason why we're rotating around the sun is because of this big explosion. The reason why all the planets are are come came together was because of gravity, right? So everything has to be revolving around theories. Okay, there's a theory of gravity, a theory of Big Bang. There's a, a heliocentric theory and the theory of evolution. Uh, the Big Bang. We'll start out with that one real quick. So George Lamont came out with this in uh, 19. Uh, around 1920, okay, uh, he said uh, th that the universe uh, began 
uh, roughly 13.8 billion years ago, right? And uh, after the, the universe came 13.6 billion years ago, that's when the stars formed. And then it says that the moon formed after that. It was just some rock out there. And then it says the sun formed. And then it says the earth and the other planets formed, right? So you got to have the sun first, and then the planets are there. And the moon, I don't even know how it got attracted to the earth somehow. But um, so that's that's how they say it happened, okay? And uh, also you got to understand that he's a Catholic priest, George Lamont, okay? Uh, and he's and he's a Jesuit-trained priest. So when you're a conspiracy theorist like, like uh, me and Bo, uh, we start studying. A red flag goes up immediately when I see Jesuit, when I see Freemason, when I see Rosicrucian. Uh, anything that has to do with black nobility, <laughs> some type of royalty, some kind of royal bloodline, I, I right away my my uh, my mind perks. I'm like, okay, I need to pay attention to this. That came from a Catholic priest, okay. Uh, and and the next one I talked to you guys, and then now let's go into uh, the theory of evolution. Now we have uh, Charles Darwin. He took the theory of evolution from his grandpa, who was a 33 degree Mason. Okay, he took that over. His dad ha happened to be a preacher, uh, Charles Darwin. But Charles Darwin is not a Christian, okay? He was he he was agnostic, so maybe there's a God, maybe there's not, right? But he, but everything he was trying to prove was that there was uh, millions upon millions of years for everything to evolve. But this is coming from uh, a, a gentleman, uh, Grandpa, that he took the uh, theory of evolution from is coming from a 33-degree Mason. Now, you as a conspiracy theorist need to open your eyes and understand. You as a Christian need to open your eyes and understand that this gentleman didn't even believe that Jesus Christ died for his sins. He didn't even believe that uh, of the God of the Bible like we believe. So if you're a Christian and you start falling into this theory of evolution doctrine and, and then you're trying to fit it into the Bible, for me, it doesn't fit because I take the Bible, I read it, and, and that's the way I accept it. Now, if you want to try to take the theory of evolution, the Big Bang theory, and fit it into the Bible, it doesn't fit. But the, everything I'm going to go over right now, it fits just like a glove, okay? It's basically you read the Bible for what it is, you take it literal, and, and you take it as God's word, and you become, you're 100% Christian. You're not 70% or 50% or 80%. You're 100% in, you know? That's so that's, that's that's the way I I, I take it. Hey, so we hey, have real, real quick. Yes. Charles Darwin, Please. another interesting thing about him, because I, I talk about this to my brother-in-law. Um, Charles Darwin, right before his death, he converted. And he said that he regretted the theory of evolution. Okay, yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't even know that he converted. That, so that's... That, that's wild, ain't it? That he, that, he, well, he came around and he, crazy he turned because, his back on evolution. Oh, wow. Okay, so now that's good to know. So Bo, I'm going to have to stick that in my in my little presentation because now here's what we got to understand. He, he was also part of the Royal Society at the time. The Royal yeah. Society, who's in, who's at the top of the Royal Society right now? King Charles III, okay? He's the one that's at the top of the board, uh, and there's a bunch of God killers in there. Richard Dawkins, Stephen Hawkins, all these different people that, that hate God, that love mm -hmm. evolution, natural, nope, don't need God, gravity. Yeah, that's all we need. Okay, so you guys need to understand that, okay? So that's a good uh, point. I need to look up Charles Darwin and find out that part because I haven't seen that part. So good yeah. job of adding that in, Bo. Hey, no um, now we have Copernicus for the heliocentric globe, okay? Yeah. He was also a Catholic priest. Okay, so we have that coming out. Uh, there was a, there's a Freemason lodge named after him called Copernicus CHP 246. So he could have been a Freemason. Uh, 
I've heard that uh, he was a Jesuit. Okay. I know he was a Catholic priest for sure, but he didn't put out the heliocentric model. It was on his deathbed that the Catholic church was pushing him and pushing him to put it out. And in March, I think it was like May, he passed away in May, they put it out. So the Catholic church wanted to put this out because uh, it changes the Gregorian calendar, right? They took that thing. They changed the calendar. Uh, they made it so you don't even know when the Sabbath is. You don't even know when Passover is. You have no idea when anything is because they actually changed the calendar at that time. So, uh, the and also Copernicus in his writing, what you're going to see is he's talking about the sun being enthroned in the middle of all of our planets. So we're basically revolving around the sun. Uh, every you know, if you don't have the sun, you don't have life. The S U N. If you don't right. have the and, and then now we got zeitgeist and all these people coming out. Well, the sun is the S O N. But you know, if you look at it, Hebrew, uh, the sun, S U N and S O N is two, two totally different words. Okay, totally guys. Different. So come on, guys. But anyways, uh, yeah, a bunch of uh god killers, the big bang evolution and heliocentric model. Okay. And they also said that uh Copernicus was an occultist. Uh, I don't know Copernicus. I don't know Albert Einstein. I don't know any of these people. They could have been the biggest jerks in the world. You you might have hated their guts. They could have acted like uh, the, the, the president you probably don't like or whatever, you know, and you have no clue. All you know is that there's a name in the in the in the uh, in the history books, and you're going to take that name and believe he's smarter than every average human right now and, and all that. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. You're going to be like, OK uh copernicus dang he sounds like a genius all right i'm gonna take it even though you have no clue who he is right right but um you just gotta research their writing so you can read it's a lot about uh for me it's a lot about sun worship okay uh what happens back there rome was was worshiping uh jupiter saturn mars planets right planet planetos which is like deception in uh in greek okay planets deception okay Isaac Newton, they say, was also a known occultist as well, okay? Uh, he's the one that came up with the theory of gravity, all right? So that's what we have so far. That's what the scientists say, all right? Um, now let's get into uh, what the Bible says, all right? That's 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 the that's the main meat and potatoes of this uh, sermon right here, okay? So uh, let's look at what the Bible teaches. So what we need to understand is Moses is the author of Genesis, and Moses was not alive when God created the earth. So when you're reading Genesis, it has to be a firsthand account from the most high, from right. God. So when you're reading Genesis, you need to take it as God is speaking because Moses was not alive. Moses was not with the angels and Job clapping when the, when God created the earth or the heavens, okay? Uh, Moses was on Mount Sinai with God. He got to spend 40 days with him. He got to, he got to write down the law, the Ten Commandments, and I, I believe, I believe that's probably when God told them how He created the earth. And uh, so let's let's look at the at the Bible. Yeah. It says, "In the beginning, God created the heavens." Or in the King James, it says, "The heaven and the earth." And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Okay, that gets interesting. So in the beginning, uh, Elohim. Uh, that's like saying God's. Uh, for me as a Christian, I take it as that's going to be uh, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ. First Corinthians says, First uh, Corinthians sixteen says that everything was created by Him, through Him, for Him, and He's He is the image of the invisible God. So, and then John says the Word, right? So God spoke everything into existence through Jesus Christ. Okay, so you guys need to understand that. So, so the first day God created the heaven 
and the earth. Earth means land, okay? Heaven means sky. It doesn't have to mean the heavens. doesn't have to mean the universe. It could just mean sky because there's three heavens. First heaven would be where the birds fly. Second would be where the uh, where the moon, sun, and the stars are. And the third heaven is going to be above the firmament, which I'll go over, and then God's throne. So think about this. He created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the Abuso. The Abuso is where the Antichrist comes out of. It's where these uh, angels are all locked and chained in, that's in right. the earth. That's okay. Right. So that's where he created the Abuso, which he knew he was going to have to lock the Antichrist in, and or the Antichrist is going to come out of. That's where he knew he's going to have to lock these angels in because God knows the past, the future, and the present. He made that. That's why it says that. Darkness was upon the face of the Abuso. All right. And then the spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit. So now you got three working at once, uh, moved upon the face of the water. So, okay. Second day, God created the oceans and the firmament. Okay. Uh, now the oceans that he created are not the oceans that we see, the seas. He's talking about the separating the waters from the waters and creating the firmament. Okay. The firmament is firm. If you look at that word, it's rakia. In uh, the Hebrew, rakia means solid, beaten out, molten glass. The next one would be uh, in, in Greek. There was 70 scholars that took the Bible, wrote the Septuagint. These people, the, the Torah was sacred to them. They're not going to take words and mess them up. So the 70 scholars came out, took the word firmament, and they translated it to stereoma in Greek, which means solid. Okay? Does not mean expanse does not mean canopy whatever they want to use it is a solid dome and if you look at the old catholic uh bible uh online and i'm not catholic okay i'm christian but it just you, you can reference some stuff back it says dome instead of firmament dome okay guys that's very interesting so um so that's day two separated the waters from the water so the waters above the firmament and the waters below the firmament Day three, he created the sea, the dry land, plants, and vegetation, okay? So now you have the, the, the seas, the ocean, right? Now you have the continents, and you have the vegetation, the herb, all herb-bearing seed, the plants. Everything is created on day three. It wasn't until day four that God created the moon, sun, and the stars also. What it says is the greater light to rule the day which is going to be the sun and the greater, the lesser light to rule the night, which is going to be the moon. And he placed them in the firmament. Okay. Right now I'm standing in the room. So the room is here. <laughs> and so that means that these, the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament. Okay. In the dome. Okay. That's how I interpret this. Okay. And I'm not interpreting it like some crazy guy because even Dr. Michael Heisner, which is, He's a total, I love the globe, I love space, but back then, this is the way the, the cosmology was, okay? So I'm not a crazy loony, okay? Believe me, I'm not a crazy loony, okay? I'm just telling you exactly what the Bible says. So now even that order is different than science says. Science says they created the stars first, which is going to be the backdrop. <laughs> this is their, their movie, the stars first. Oh, that, that's why. And we all came from stars. Yeah, we're all part of stars. Oh, cool. Awesome. Oh, and then yeah, we have next, they say the moon, which is just a rock floating wherever it's floating. 
And then they and then the sun formed 4.6 billion years ago. And then the planets, you know, the earth 4.5 billion years ago. They need all this time for what? For evolution to be true. So they got the Big Bang, evolution, and then they need everything rotating around the helios, which means uh, you know, Apollo, right? It's it's gonna be, you know, Helios is Satan, okay? Basically, everything revolving around it. Look at all the Freemasonry, they're worshiping the sun, Nimrod, the sun. Uh, Egypt, Osiris, the sun, all of it is the sun, Apollo, the sun, uh, Mithra, the sun. Okay, guys, this is all, whatever has happened before, it happens again. Okay, okay. nothing new, okay, under the sun. And we got, when we're all sitting here worshiping the sun <laughs> the same way, <laughs> when we're sitting there giving all this credit to this picture, which is not even real picture, all CGI, you know, all CGI. And the one they said is real. It's something you guys need to study, the moon landing, okay? Study the moon landing. If you're a conspiracy theorist, I'm sure everybody that's listening already knows what's up Wait. from your podcast, Bo. I'm pretty sure they're already broken down on the moon landing. <laughs> study it. All right? So, all right, now let's get into the Bible, okay? Uh, there. Uh, okay, so I told you that what was the earth rotating around on day three, okay? There was no sun. There was no stars, nothing like that yet. Okay. What is it rotating around on day three? He created the earth first because God made everything for man, for us to dwell, for us to multiply, for us to be fruitful, for us to eat, for us to have dominion over the animals. Uh, that's all for us. God made us special. We're not sitting in a, 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 a little tiny speck and rotating, and all the universe, and there's all these soap suds of galaxies. That's not the way the Bible is explaining. Everything is made for us because he loves us, okay? Satan, the fallen angels are jealous of us. They want to be in our bodies. They want to be making love to their wives. They want to be able to look into their wife's eyes with love. The demons want to inhabit your body. You're over here committing suicide, and the demons are wanting to be in your body, living, being able to breathe, being able to, to, to ah, breathe oxygen. You know what I'm saying? So we need to appreciate what we have. Okay. So Amen. here we go. We got, uh, here's some verses about the earth being fixed and immovable. I go over these really fast. Okay. First Chronicles 1630. He has fixed the earth firm and movable Psalms 93, one that was fixed the earth immovable and firm Psalms 96, 10. He has fixed the earth firm immovable psalms 104 5 thou thou didst fix the earth and on its foundations and it can never be shaken isaiah 45 18 who made the earth and fashioned it himself fixed it fast uh, uh psalm or isaiah 48 13 mine hand also hath laid the foundations of the earth and my right hand has spanned the heavens when i call it and uh, when i call unto them they stand together Everything is talking, all these are talking about the earth being firm, immovable. The reason why is because on day three, he created the earth, firm, immovable. And on day four, he created the moon, sun, and the stars. Doesn't say anything about planets. Planets right. is what science tells you. And that's what people, planets, oh, all they are in the Bible is called wandering stars. But we have a firmament. We have the moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament. We have an immovable fixed earth so far that's what we have guys that's what the bible says so far um uh, there's also uh this verse in the psalms it says um when he established the heavens i was there 
when he drew a circle upon the face of the deep. Now, this is a circle, right? There's uh if you just take this, put it flat like this, it becomes a circle. And God's throne is above the firmament, and there is a dome. That's what it's talking about. So this is the circle of the earth. I'm not saying that these are the where the where the uh the continents would be. I'm just, I mean, this is where the continents would be, but this is not the way it's gonna look. It's just gonna be this way, okay? Not this way. So there's a circle, okay? When he made firm the skies above firm what did he make firm hard the skies above are hard because there's a firmament okay when the fountains and springs of the deep became fixed and strong when he set for the sea its boundaries so around the flat earth is antarctica and the seas have its boundaries it cannot move past antarctica because they're the highest point they're like what 13,000 uh elevation something like that antarctica right so if you put antarctica around now he's talking about having the sea's boundaries so that the water would not transgress the boundaries he set by his command when he marked out the foundations of the earth. That right there is explaining it very thoroughly. And 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 it doesn't sound like he took this thing, threw it out there, put a sun, spun it around 66,000 miles an hour. No, he's explaining creating the earth. All right. Now. Now, is there any questions so far, bro? Which psalm was that? I Okay, here's the problem. I can look it up really quick for you if you like, no, but good. I didn't write that one down. Um, mm -hmm. Let me see. When mm -hmm. he established the heaven. Yeah, I, I can Google it later. I was just taking yes. I take notes. I take notes constantly. So I just wanted to make I'm sure sorry. I, I, that good, verse right there um, is I, I, I could send it to you later. How about that? Oh, and yeah, sorry, yeah. everybody. I just I copied paste all this stuff quick and I have everything ready to go. And I do apologize, but that is definitely in the Bible. I think it's in the Psalms uh, or Proverbs, one of the two. One of those two, it's in there, okay? Okay, so here's some verses about the sun and or the moon and the sun moving, okay? They're moving. We're fixing immovable. Joshua 10, uh, 12 through 13. Then spoke Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, sun, stand still. Through the sight still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajan. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed. Okay. Understand something. And it says, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Jasher? Now, the book of Jasher is something that's in the Apocrypha. Right. Now, that's Apocrypha means hidden. If you go back and look at the book of Jasher, oh, my goodness. It says, so the sun stood still in the midst of heaven. And hats not gone down about a whole day. Now, when it says gone down, what that means is to go, go hence. And then when it talks about rising, it means come forth. That means that the sun is coming to me. It, it, if the Bible, if you look up the Greek, you have to understand the Greek. You have to understand the Hebrew. So when it says go down or when it rises, it means to come forth and then two hints, which means to go away. Right. So now. Oh, it goes down. No, it doesn't go down. That's what's written down in the English because English takes it, uh, uh, you know, takes it. And they also, when you see the newer translations, they apply science. And instead of firmament, what do they say? Expanse or sky instead of, you know, so yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. So um, that's one. Now we got uh, Habakkuk 3.11. Okay, that's H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K. -K -K. It says, the sun and moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of thine arrows, they went 
and the shining of thy glittering spear. So now we have the sun and the moon stood still here in Habakkuk 3.11. Now we have two different ones. Now also the, 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 the Joshua verse is two geographical locations. You have the sun and the moon stopping for 24 hours. It says for a whole day. So Joshua can avenge his enemies. Now, either Joshua's a liar or this Joshua is a liar, okay? But neither of us are a liar, man. I'm trying to tell you exactly what the Bible says. He says, son, stand still in a prayer. And God makes the sun stand still. Now, you got people that will tell you, that means the earth stood still. Really? Well, he has a specific prayer. Sun, stand still. Moon, stand still. And if you look at what would happen if that actually, if this thing was rotating and spinning and it just stopped, everybody oh. on the earth would fall off and the water would fall off. Okay, it would not work. So this is the sun standing still and the moon standing still. This is biblical. Okay, guys, this is biblical. Uh, there's another one. The sun went backwards 10 degrees. Okay, it says, and this is the sign for you from the Lord. And the Lord will do this thing, which he has spoken. Behold, I will bring the shadow on the sundial, which has gone down with the sun on the sundial of Hahaz. 10 degrees backward. And the sun returned 10 degrees on the dial, which it had gone down. See, it says gone down, but it means whatever, move forward. That's basically what it means. Or 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 come to me is basically what it means when it says it rises, right? So, yeah. So that's another verse that talks about the sun moving back 10 degrees because the sky is like a sky clock, the way it's moving. It's really interesting the way God uh, planned everything. Um, so we got that so far. Um, so we have the, so far we have the firmament. We have the earth fixed, immovable. We have the continents. We have the abyss. We have uh, shield. Uh, we have the foundations of the earth. We have the earth being immovable. We have the moon, sun, of the stars in the firmament. Okay, that's what we have. And we have the moon and the sun moving. Okay, that's what the Bible says so <clears throat> far. Right. All right. Now we have, uh, let's, let's read Genesis 1, 14 through 19. It's very important. It says, and God said, let there be light in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night. And let this is and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, which I went over earlier, the lesser light to rule the night. So listen, two great lights. One of them is the sun. The other one is the moon. It's not the sun uh, uh, coming off of the moon. OK, it says two great lights. God is saying this. OK, two great lights. Now, if you go outside and you take a temperature gauge and you temperature the the uh, the moonlight, it's actually colder than the moon's shadow, and it's opposite with the sun. So it mm -hmm. seems like the light coming off the moon is cold, and it seems like the the sun obviously is hot. So it, it's interesting. It's it's a uh, it's something that flat earthers have been doing, uh, and even if they're not Christian, even though the Bible is saying that right here, uh, they're still just like, oh look, see guys. So it's it gets interesting. Um, there's a lot of verses that says that the moon will put off her light, like Ezekiel 32, 7. Uh, it says, and I shall put thee out. I will cover the heaven and make the stars thereof dark. I will cover the sun with the cloud and the moon shall not give her light. There's a, a bunch of verses that says her light. Okay. The moon, his light. It, it just, it, I don't, it's crazy how they do that. I don't know if that's the interpretation or what, but it says her light. So kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, now let's discuss the firmament, which is like the main thing in obviously the flat earth community. Some now don't believe in the firmament. They just believe that it's just, I don't know. There's just all these different lands and all this stuff out there. I don't cover that. 
I just cover what the Bible says. Okay. So uh, now, and I'm not, I'm not trying to put down their, uh, their theories either. Whatever they believe is what they believe. I just, I just believe there's a firmament because the Bible says it right. Um, keep in mind when I'm talking about this, that the moon, sun of the stars are in the firmament. Okay, guys, it's not outside. There's not like an extra firmament here and an extra and all these different ones. The Bible doesn't speak that it just says firmament doesn't say firmaments. Some people say that there's seven firmaments and there's all this stuff. I don't know about all that. All I know is the Bible says that there's a firmament and he created it. Um, I talked to you about Rakia. I talked to you about stereoma. It means solid beaten out. All right. And above it are waters. Okay. Separating the waters from the water. So above the firmament are waters and above that is God's throne. All right. So, the Ken Hovind theory says that the firmament was a solid piece of ice canopy surrounding the earth. This is what a lot of Bible theologians will will, will kind of go to to say that the firmament was ice around the earth before the flood, and there was and it melted and caused uh, the flood. Right. So now here's the thing: they forgot to include that the moon, sun, and the stars were in the firmament. So you would have to take that canopy and move it all the way past all the stars, the moon, the galaxies. And if it melts, what's it going to do? Is it going to come to the earth and flood the earth? No. So the Ken Hovind theory has to go out the window unless there's two firmaments, one, the ice canopy, and then one way outside the galaxy. So that, that theory for me goes out the window. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. If you're looking for the pack that will help you survive the worst day of your life, or a pack to use for your everyday carry that you never have to worry about failing. If you're looking for the perfect bug out bag, the perfect bushcraft pack uh, for camping, hiking, whatever your needs, go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check it out. All products are 100% made in America. You can use promo code BUMP22 and save 10% site-wide. All right, that's bump B U M P 22 to save 10% site wide. This is a veteran owned business. Like I said, every component of every product made in America the buckles, the zippers, the straps, American made. Um, there's never been a more important time than now to bring it home. You know what I mean? So go to squatchsurvivalgear.com. Best products on the market. I've got videos on YouTube about it if you want to see it. Um, or just go to the website. Check it out. SquatchSurvivalGear.com But wait, there's more. <laughs> hey, Chris messaged me and said that if you guys use Bump22 as the promo code this year, 
that he's going to increase that discount to 15%. So get on there now. Use bump 22. Save 15% site-wide at SquatchSurvivalGear.com. In Genesis 1-6, God also calls, he calls the firmament heaven. It says, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the water. If you have water being divided here and there's water on the outside of this, this, um, and you see how it's level too, which is interesting. But anyways, uh, then that's going to be separating the water. This plastic would separate the waters from the waters. When you, if you put it inside of a, a, a bucket, the plastic separating the waters from the water. So we have a dome separating the waters from the waters. So we have waters above the firmament and then the waters below would be the seas. Okay. So it says, um, Above the firmament, and it was so, and God called the firmament heaven, and the second day were the, um, and the, and the evening and the morning were second day. Here's another interesting thing. The second day, God doesn't say it was good. On the first day, it was good. The third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day, it was good. But the second day, when he created the firmament, which separates him from us, he did not say it was good. In mm. the end of creation, he said it was everything was good, but he doesn't say it right there because he's separating him from man right there and there's a yeah. firmament and also the devil is also on these the earth roaming the earth right now and you know it, it gets interesting okay he feels like he's stuck right that's how all these gnostics are saying we're stuck in this matrix and uh, we're literally stuck right until we <laughs> become spirit and be able to go into the earth if you go into shield or hell or go up up into heaven through the firmament. That's why our body becomes spirit, right? Because we can go through the firmament and get to God. We can't get there in this physical body whatsoever. Just cannot happen, guys, okay? So, um, all right, got some more stuff here. Any questions so far, bro? Bro, you're killing it. I love it. I love it. All right, it. so now um, we also have God's throne being above the firmament, right? That's why God creates a new heaven and a new earth. Why do you guys think in Revelation there's a new heaven and a new earth? Why does God need to create a new heaven if uh, if there's a earth right here, which is like, a, I'm talking about like a little tiny speck, and then there's stars, and then there's galaxies after galaxies. Now, if God took uh, the moon, sun, and the stars, and he put them in the firmament, and God's throne is above the firmament, what's happening? This is an ever-expanding universe. You would have a solid firmament, and there would be this, this little tiny speck, and then it would be ever-expanding. So God would be moving further and further and further and further away, which is exactly what science is doing to you. They're moving God further and further and further away. So mm -hmm. God put the moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament, and God's throne's above that. Then his, his throne has to be trillions upon trillions upon trillions of miles away, light years away. No, that's not true. God's throne is very close, okay? And they create a new heaven and new earth because the heaven and the earth are connected, believe it or not. They are connected by a firmament, okay? And above that is his throne. And he says it's like, like crystal glass. I'll, I'll go over it for you guys. Why do you think the Tower of Babel was – why did God get mad about the Tower of Babel? Right. Because they're trying to build a tower up to heaven, and Nimrod and his and his people were mad about them killing his, his uh, you know, the Nephilim, which were like, they say it was part of his bloodline, and yep. he wanted to go up there and kill God. So he's building a tower up to heaven. Which way is up actually on this thing? We right. have no idea. Which way is up? It's just constantly spinning at a thousand miles an hour. And wrote, we don't even know which way is up. But um, what you're going to find in, in the Bible, it says that 
Elijah went up to heaven. It says that Enoch went up to oh, heaven. It good. says that Jesus descended into the earth, which means he went down and he ascended up to heaven. Where is up on this globe? We have no idea what up or down is, right? So when they say that he went up to heaven, where'd they go? They'd have to time it perfectly to go up, right? Because it, they might be going down. So Israel, wherever it's located on this thing, uh, it'd be rotating and okay, go now. Huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we don't know where up is located. But on this uh, earth, uh, this is flat, right? So on this earth that we have a flat, obviously there's hills and valleys, but if the earth is flat, like a lot of us are, are, are saying, then up is one way. It's right there. It's up. I don't know if you can see it. That's up. Nope. All right. Easy. It's easy to say up or down there. But 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 Satan doesn't want you to know what up or down is. They don't you don't want to know where you're located, where you're at, doesn't want to know where the earth is at. It wants you to feel insignificant little speck of dust. And uh, and you're just born from scum and it's just evolved from monkeys and all this stuff. So, anyways, uh and also Satan in Isaiah 14, 13, uh, you got to understand what he says here. Listen to this, okay? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high, okay? And, and what Isaiah says is, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol in the lowest depths of the pit. Amen. So where is the lowest depths of the pit on this thing? Mm. Who knows? It's supposed <laughs> to be just molten. Also, he says, I will ascend uh, into heaven. Heaven is obviously up above the stars. That's what it's saying here. And I will also sit on the Mount of Congregation on the farthest sides of the north. When you have a flat earth, right? You're going to have the North the North Pole, right? And what color is it? It's Aurora Lights, right? In the right. North, right? So that gets interesting. Now, is God's throne in the center? Uh, and the Aurora Lights are sapphire green. Sapphire could be blue. But when I when I talk to you about the firmament, you're going to have to open up your, your, your mind here and just be like, in the North, okay. Um, it, it gets interesting, guys. It gets interesting. But you need to open up your mind and understand what the Bible is saying, okay? Um, here's the verse a Amos 9.6, okay? This is out of the NASB. I don't read the NASB. I, I don't know, but this translation sounds really interesting. I just like to go through different translations to find out what God is yeah, saying, bro. right? This is the way these translators translated this. It's the NASB 2020, Amos 9.6. It says, the one, which is talking about God, the one who builds his upper chambers in the heaven and has founded his vaulted dome over the earth. He who calls the waters of the sea and pours them onto the face of the earth, and the Lord is his name. You can look it up in the King James. It's going to say troops instead of vaulted dome. But troops is like, you know, troops, we're like uh, when we're in formation, we're together, right? So it's talking right. about something that's together, right? And it's a, a vaulted dome in this verse, which is interesting. He uh -huh. walks, he builds his upper chambers in the heavens and has founded his vaulted dome over the earth. Think about that. That's exactly what we're going over here. And it's so interesting. That's good. That's good. Now, David, he talks about water being above the, in the heavens after the flood. So the Ken Hovind theory goes out the window. If I read this verse to you, it says, uh, and now Ken Hovind, you're, you're awesome at breaking down biology, man. He goes against evolutionists and he does a great job debating. He's a little uh, condescending to people, which I don't like. Mm. I'd rather just be nice to people and love. And I don't do all that, but 
he does a great job of breaking down biology, but he doesn't believe in, in, in the flat earth. He thinks the he believes in the, the cosmology, but he does believe in a young earth, which is good. He's, he's, he's almost there. Uh, so we got uh, Psalms 148, uh, one through four. Praise ye be the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from heaven. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all the host. Praise ye him, the sun and moon. Praise ye him, all the stars of light. Praise ye him, the heavens of heavens. And ye waters that be above the heavens is what David says. David is very close to God, okay? Oh, yeah. Very close to God. He's 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 basically just giving God praise. And he doesn't say, praise ye the planets. No, he doesn't say that. He says, the sun and the moon. He says, the stars of light. He's He knows this, He knows what's going on here, okay, when he's speaking this. And the heavens that be above the heavens. So there's heavens above, there's waters above the heavens. Waters. So that's that takes the Ken Hovind theory, puts it out the window. Because because after the flood, there's still waters above the heavens. All right? Now, also, here's one I was talking to you about, about in the north, okay? Ezekiel 10, what about the sapphire, uh, the light, the, the green aurora lights? We don't know what yep. that is. Then I looked, and behold, in the firmament that was above the head of the cherubims, there appeared over them at if... It was a sapphire stone as the appearance of the likeness of a throne. So what Ezekiel, this is like the, the wheel within the wheel, the UFO type stuff they say in the Bible. This is what it's talking about. Ezekiel going up to the firmament. Okay. He says that there's a cherubims he could see. And above the firmament is the likeness of a throne. Okay. So that mm -hmm. this is where you get the verse where you're like, okay, so above the firmament is going to be God's throne. How mm -hmm. interesting. Sapphire stone. It could come in blue. It could come in green. It, could, it just doesn't come in red. That's the only way it doesn't come over, come in. So that's kind of interesting because uh, red is always associated with who? You know, the right. devil, right? So it doesn't come in red. So when he's explaining this, I think it gets really interesting. Um, and also uh, in Exodus 24, 9, Moses is also saying that um, God, okay, under his feet, it were a paved work of sapphire stone. And it was the body of heaven in his clearness upon the nobles and the children of Israel. So he's also saying that God's throne has sapphire stone. So that's interesting. It's, it's that's the second time. Um, Ezekiel 126. Ezekiel 126. This is Ezekiel again. And above the firmament that was over the heads was the likeness of a throne as the appearance of sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness of an appearance of a man above it, upon it of a man so he's seeing through the firmament he's seeing that there's a throne and he's seeing that there's a it says the likeness of a man above upon it mm -hmm. so think about it guys i just explained everything so far and what i'm getting so far is that god's throne is above the firmament okay and there's verses that are going to prove that as well as i get a little bit closer um uh let's see what this one is this is ezekiel 8 3 he stretched out the form of a hand and took took me by a lock of my hair and the spirit lifted me up between the earth and heaven and brought me in visions of God to to uh, God to Jerusalem at the door of the north gate of the inner court where the seat of the image of jealousy was which provokes of jealousy. So he's talking about the earth. It took him between the earth and heaven, right? And uh, which I'm talking about, there's a firmament between the earth and heaven is where, where Ezekiel was talking about being, all right? Ezekiel would have wrote 
10 more chapters on going through stars and rotations and all these different galaxies for him to get to heaven. He's right. not saying that. He's not saying that, okay? And he also says he lifted me up between earth and heaven. So where's heaven located? Up. Where was heaven located when you were a kid? Up. Where right. was hell located when you were a kid? Down. In right. the earth. That's what I always believed, okay? And and that's God says to come to the Bible like an innocent child. Come to him like an innocent mm -hmm. child because you don't have indoctrination yet from sure. the devil, from Rockefeller, from the educational system. You're coming to him like an innocent child because you, you need to be a blank slate and let him just teach you as you read the word, the Holy Spirit. Let him teach you. Amen. Don't just come there. You need to take everything you've learned, indoctrinated with, put it to the side, read the Bible, be a blank canvas for God to the Holy Spirit to write all this stuff into you. And you're going to be a total different Christian, a when new creature, a new creature. <laughs> this is how you become born again, That's a new right. creature, a, a totally new, you know? Um, so we have a uh, revelation four, six, it says, and before the throne, there was a sea of glass, like under crystal and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. So this is John when he's in heaven, he said, and he's actually near God's throne in heaven. So this is a, this is a vision, but this is revelation. This is Jesus uh, explaining this. This is in red in the Bible. And before the throne, there was a, I'm sorry, this is not in red. This is going to be John talking. It says, and before the throne, there was a sea of glass. So there's probably a sea of glass. There's water below the sea of glass. And then there's a firmament. Okay. This is what I'm getting from this verse. So it's saying that there's a throne and below is a firmament. There's a sea of glass and there's water and the firmament. Okay. It just gets interesting. Now, where have we uh, tried to actually get through the firmament? How, what, what do we do? It's called Operation Fishbowl. All right. So this is uh, back in uh, 1962. I don't know. Have you heard of that before? I have not. Let's go. All right. So Operation Fishbowl. Uh, this is the there's there's Operation Fishbowl. There's Operation Teapot. But the main operation of all this is uh, called Operation Dominique Chama. It's a nuclear test program. OK, uh, in 1962, it was carried out by the United States as part of a, lar uh, a large uh, nuclear test program. And um, some of the missiles were called Thor. Right. They're trying to take a Thor missile and they're trying to blow up the firmament. Right. Because a fishbowl is a hole on top with a glass dome and and there's land on the bottom. OK, yep. so, there's, so the, 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 the truth in plain sight. Listen to this. OK, so Dominique means belonging to the Lord or belonging to the Lord. Chama means fixed shell. So you have a fixed shell belonging to the Lord and they're taking a Thor missile. Thor oh. is a God, right? Right. This is just one of the missiles. It was several missiles, but one of them is called Thor. And they're trying to explode the, the glass dome, the firmament. And they were unable to do so. And mm. from atmosphere to atmosphere, these explosions, you could see it from atmosphere to atmosphere. People were saying it was, it was crazy. Um, but think about that, guys. They're blowing up, taking Thor's hammer, trying to break God's firmament. And it did not work. Okay. It didn't work. Um, that's why. Now, this is in 1962. What do we have back then? We have um, Operation High Jump, all right? We have uh, uh, Admiral Byrd doing that that yeah. that expedition to Antarctica. Uh, and in 1959, you have a, an encyclopedia saying that they found a dome at 13,000 feet, right? You have uh, Operation High Jump. 
is is and then later what comes out later what happens after after Avril Bird comes on TV and says that there's extra land past Antarctica as big as the United States untouched right. resources what happens is some journal comes out uh later where it's talking about him going into the earth hollow yeah. earth so it changes from flat earth with a dome to uh, it's hollow but it's uh, a globe not saying that anybody that believes in the hollow earth is wrong because the, the earth is hollow there's seal and there's the abyss on in there so you i'm going to take flat earth and hollow earth and married into one podcast right now there is shield is in the earth abraham's bosom was in the earth okay and also you have the abyss the bottomless pit okay so guys we're okay with the hollow earth but it's not sure. like this it's like this with the foundations shield hell and a firmament all right guys so it gets it's interesting operation fishbowl that you can't get a fishbowl teapot a tea kettle has a, a top the tea that what happens the teapot comes off and it's and it's a it's shaped like a dome. All right, guys. So you can't get you can't get any more crazy than that. Now we also have uh back then during this time, we have the Nazi scientists uh operation paperclip happening as well. There you go. We have all these scientists coming over. We have the scientists that we brought over. We took these people and said, Oh, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna put you in these main corporations, you know. Uh uh, you know, NASA, like for example, we have Warner von Braun coming over. We're going to put you in NASA. We're going to, you know, you're going to build the Saturn rocket, right? You're going to be involved in the Apollo. Uh, okay. Wow. Now we have all these. Uh, and what is it over in, um, over in Germany, they have a secret society called the Brotherhood of Saturnalia, right? Yep. So if you look into that, that's where the Nazis, they were all involved in the occult. Now we have Werner von Braun coming over here. We're going to put you in as the director of NASA because he was, he was in rocket research. So he said they said he also converted at the age of 66. What an interesting number, right? Jeez. Anyways, they said he converted. And on his tombstone, when, when Warner von Braun died, he became the uh the, the Saturn V, built this rocket, was a uh, super good at building rockets and everything. All right. So um not Warner von Braun put on his tombstone Psalms 19:1. It says now I'm going to read you Psalms 19.1 and I'm going to read you a little further after that. But Psalms 19.1, this is what's actually on his tombstone. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. That's mm. what's on Warner Von Braun. He's, he could be leaving you breadcrumbs right there. Listen, guys, we tried. We cannot get through the firmament. He was alive during uh, Operation... Uh, I think he was alive during, uh, uh, during the uh, explosions, the missile explosions, the... Uh, um, sorry guys, the operation fishbowl. Okay. So think about that. He's leaving you a little breadcrumb, letting you know that, Hey, we couldn't get through the firmament, right? We can't get the Now, as far as, um, landing on the moon, um, landing on the moon. I, I, I don't, I don't know if, if we could ever land on the moon. I know that the moon, sun and the stars are in the firmament. Okay. I don't believe we landed on the moon whatsoever in, 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 um, um, but what I want to do here, guys, is I'm going to tell you what Psalms 19, one, through six says, okay, so you guys understand it, it's directing you to a verse. And what is it? What is after that? It couldn't fit on his tombstone, obviously, but what's after that? Psalms 19, one through six, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and the night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he has set a tabernacle for the sun, 
which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiced a strong man to run a race. He is going, he is going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there of nothing hid from the heat thereof. So it's talking about the sun making a circuit, which a circuit is basically like a, a race track. It goes into a circle, right? So think about what it's saying. It's talking about the sun moving right here. Uh, and I think he was pointing us to this verse to let us know something. First of all, he talked about the firmament, which is very interesting for us that when we talk about the flat earth. And also this is talking about the sun being in a chamber and doing a circuit from the end of heaven. It's going forth from the ends of heaven. So very interesting, guys. Mm-hmm. And and heaven is is obviously sky. This is not the, the heaven above the firmament. So it's really interesting. So we have that. Um, I kind of went over the uh, moon being a light and the sun being a light already. Um, yeah, my, my notes keep kicking off. So any questions so far on, on everything I went over? No, no, you're good, brother. You're good. Um, I, I also have NASB. I got copies of, I have a, a study Bible. It's NSA, NASB with the Hebrew and Greek keys in the back. You've okay. given me a lot of, a lot of meat here to chew on. I, I'm loving this. Mm. You just keep doing what you're doing. There's more, there's more meat. <laughs> so let's do it, man. Let's go. All right. So, um, so God, okay. So God created the firmament and heaven. Okay. So we're kind of, kind of went over the firmament already. We got interesting there. Now, now let's think about this. There are three heavens. Okay. One where the birds fly, one where the stars and the moon are located. And also uh, the third one would be where God's throne sits. Paul talks about going to the third heaven. Okay. Second uh, Corinthians 12 verses two through four. He says, I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Uh, it says, whether in the body, I cannot tell whether out of the body, I cannot tell God knoweth such one caught up to the third heaven. And I, and I know such a man. Uh, whether in the body, out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. He was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is unlawful for a man to utter. So he's talking about being caught up to paradise, the third heaven. He just talks about there's unspeakable words I cannot utter. That's all Paul talks about. And he's caught up, which is obviously we know on here, up is easy to tell. But when it's the other way, we don't know where up is. And also he says that um, instead of telling us that there's uh, all these galaxies and all these stars and all this stuff he had to go through. All he's telling you is that he went up to the third heaven. Okay. He's not writing a whole entire chapter on uh, all the rotating uh, universes and all this stuff spinning. And then he made to God's throne. So right. I thought that's pretty interesting. Um, also we have uh, Jesus when he was baptized. Here's another thing we need to understand that God is close. Okay. It says, Jesus 3, 16 through 17. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water. And lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son and where I am well pleased. Now, in my model, God is above the firmament and you can hear his voice because in my model, he's a lot closer. He's not not in my model, the Bible's model, not my model. I'm just telling you, I got you. compared to the heliocentric model, okay? So he that's interesting. Uh, another time it happened was 2 Peter 1.17. He also says, this is my beloved son, which I am well pleased. Okay, so that's another one uh, where God is close and you can hear his voice. He's right there, all right? And uh, here is the verse that everybody says 
This proves that we're on a sphere. Okay, we're on a globe. This is what they use, the one verse that they use. But I'm going to explain to you what it really means, and you're going to see. Isaiah 40, 21 through 22. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshopper, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads it them out like a tent to dwell in. Okay. This is a circle. This is what I'm looking at. This is what I'm seeing. I see that there's uh, the circle of the earth. If you turn it this way and you put a dome over it and you put God's throne, he's looking down on the circle of the earth. Now I was in the military and I slept in tent sometime. I never took a tent and put it on a ball. What I did is I took a tent and put it on a flat surface. So what right. it says is he who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. Also, he says that the inhabitants of the earth look like grasshoppers. So if he's looking above the firmament, looking down on us, we are like grasshoppers, you know, doing what we do. And if we knew that God was closer, um, you know, it's just like a boss. When a boss walks in, you'd be typing you know, like you're right. working, right? You're going to know you're not going to sin as much because, you know, God is right there. Also, circle. All right. Think about this, guys. There's no Hebrew word for circle. I'm sorry. There's no Hebrew word for sphere, okay, or globe. There is a uh, Hebrew word for circle. All right. And when they translated the Bible from uh, from Hebrew to Greek, they could have used sphero right here, but no, they used circle. Now, does the the author understand uh, the difference between a circle and a ball? He does. Because he there is a there is a Hebrew word for ball, and he uses it in Isaiah twenty two eighteen. Isaiah was the one that talked about the circle of the earth. Now we have Isaiah twenty two eighteen. He says he will surely violently turn and toss thee like a ball into a large country, and thou shalt not die. And their chariots and thy glory shall be the shame of thy Lord's house. So he knows the difference between a ball and a circle. That's We're a good point. A circle here, okay. So as as everything I've explained to you. You can see God's throne looking down on us like grasshoppers, and, and there's a, a firmament, and we're sitting there on this uh, circle, right? Very interesting. Um, all right, so so uh, Job 22, 14 says, Thick clouds veil him. He does not see us as he goes about in the vaulted heavens. All right, that's pretty interesting. Um, now, here's another one. When Jesus comes back, what happens? Every I will see. That's what it says. Revelations 1, 7 through 18. Behold, he cometh with clouds. Every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, all kindreds, the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end, and saith the Lord, okay? Which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Jesus is coming, right? Uh, it says he cometh with clouds, right? Uh, can you imagine Jesus coming to this earth spinning at 66,000 miles an hour and rotating at a thousand miles an hour. He's on a cloud and he's trying to catch this thing. Oh, oh man. Oh, all right. I'm going to catch it. It's going 30 times faster than a bullet. No. And also if this is a, uh, if Jesus is coming, then only a fourth of the earth is going to see Jesus. No, it says every eye will see when you're on a circle flat earth and God opens up the heavens, peels the firmament back like a scroll and Jesus comes in. What's going to happen? Every eye will see. Well, what about satellites? Well, right now, there's some people are, are they don't have 
phones. They don't have anything like that. So right. I believe every I will see when he comes through. Okay. Now, here's something that you guys need to trip out about, uh, you know, in, in the end times. Everybody's worried about the Antichrist and the devil. I'm scared. Well, it says that stars will fall from heaven. Stars are going to fall from heaven. What? Revelation 6, 13 through 15. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casts her ultimate figs, and she is shaken at a mighty wind. And the heavens departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. What mm. is that talking about? This is the flat earth. This is the dome. What happens? God opens up the firmament, right? Uh, it says he rolled the heavens. The heavens departed as a scroll when it's rolled together. And every mountain and island were, were moved out of their places. So here's what we need to understand here, guys. Um, first of all, the stars of heaven fell. What are stars right now? Stars are suns. And there's 200 billion of them supposedly out there and just in our galaxy. And they have planets rotating around them. And some of them are way bigger than our sun. So it's talking about the stars are falling to heaven. Okay. And it's the stars are going to fall from heaven. What? That's how does that work on the, the model that you guys are worshiping right now? Right. The, the graven image. How does that work on this heliocentric model? My goodness. Come on, guys. That's crazy. Um, and also what's interesting is... um. The interesting thing is Jesus, when he was on the earth, he was not able to lie. Okay. He didn't commit any sin, right? He's sinless. Is that what we believe as Christians? Right. I do too. Mark 13, 24. But in those days, after the, that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars of heaven shall fall. All right. Jesus says it right there. He can't lie. Right. All right. So what are we talking about here? The stars are going to fall from heaven, like Jesus says right there. Are you a Christian? Are you willing to stand on the word of God? Are you going to believe Jesus when he talks? You're going to believe Jesus when it comes to salvation. You're going to believe Jesus when he talks about the Pharisees being hypocrites. You're going to believe Jesus when he says he didn't sin, he didn't lie. You know, you believe him when you say that when you think about committing murder, you committed it. But all of a sudden he talks about the stars falling. Nope, those are asteroids. Nope, those are meteors. That's what you guys have to put in there. He's talking about the stars falling. It doesn't make sense in the scientific view that they tell us right now. But in the view that I'm telling you the Bible's talking about, it makes total sense. The stars are made for light. They're in heaven. If you look at the stars uh, through a telescope or through a, a P900 camera, whatever, and you zoom in on the stars, it looks like a light if you put water. If you take water and you put a light, that's what it looks like. But it's just gleaming and moving it doesn't look like this perfect circle it doesn't look like that like they say it is the perfect globe no nah, right. dude it's really interesting and um i already told you guys how far away the closest galaxy is now let's look at uh genesis 7 verse uh, 11 we're getting really close to the end here guys we're moving quick and we're moving fast i only talk fast this week guys because I, I have to go to work so i'm trying to get everything fit in and i have to show you guys how all the heliocentric model connects to the mark of the beast at the end. So stay mm. tuned, okay? Don't leave. Mm. All right, Genesis 7, 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventh day of the month, the same day were all the foundations of the deep, the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were open. So when the, when the flood happened, it talks about the windows of heaven being open. There was water above the firmament, right? So if God opened up the windows of heaven, let's say he opened up part of the firmament because God could do whatever he wants to do. And the waters came into the dome and, and the waters rose above Antarctica. All you got to do is just have a dome like this and a, and, a, and a dome and then the earth. And then let's say 
you you raise the water levels above Antarctica, what would happen? Every single mountain is going to be covered. The sure. whole entire earth is going to be covered. It makes sense on this. Does it make sense on this? No, it does not make sense. How do you flood the earth as it's moving 6,000 6, miles an hour, all that stuff? No. If you look at what, and also the book of Enoch, which is extra biblical text, okay? Right. I'm not saying it's canon. It is canon in some places, but for me, you know, I just want to learn the Bible first and then maybe I'll venture off. Okay. It talks about the, the actual windows opening, water coming into the firmament. It's really explains it in depth and detail, more yeah. of a flat earth than a globe for sure. So I think that's it. And then the, the waters of the deep. Okay. The waters of the deep came up and also the waters came through the windows of heaven that were open and, and it was also raining at that time. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on is it, it was 40 days of flooding and everything. And, and the whole earth got flooded. OK, so interesting. Uh, now we also have the uh, oh, also it said um, that when they, you know, when they rain down manna and Exodus, yep. it says that God opened the door to heaven to rain down manna. All right. So it's interesting. And then also I was going to say when he got flooded the earth, it's like a fishbowl. Like if you put water in a fishbowl. That's what it's like, dude. Right. Hold the top and you put water in a fishbowl, it fills up, right? That's all it's got to do. It's not that that difficult on on the on the model that we're we're going over right now. Um, here's a vision. Okay, I don't really put too much into a vision, but Daniel, it's Daniel four verses ten through eleven. Daniel was talking about um, the highest tree. He climbed the highest tree and he was able able to see the ends of the earth. Right? It's a vision, so I don't put too much into a vision, but. He's basically telling you that he climbed the highest tree and he was able to see the ends of the earth. So I thought that was interesting. Okay. Also, the devil took Jesus on top of the highest mountain before there was smog, before the air quality was all messed up. Nah. And he was able to see the empires. And he said, all these can be yours. If you bow down to me right now, they're able to see the cities and everything looking at the highest mountain. I, you know, that's just something that, that I kind of picked up on. That was interesting. I already went over Enoch, Elijah going up to heaven. So we already covered that. Also, there's a verse about um, Isaiah 66, 1. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house yet uh, built unto me uh, or the place of my rest? So the earth is my footstool. A footstool is a flat, right? And, it, and you know, it's with, with pillars, a footstool. So I thought that was pretty interesting. He said that. And also he said, the heaven is my throne, right? So the footstool. So they're connected. Believe me, guys. Yep. They're connected. And that's what the Bible's saying. Um, we got that. God. Okay, so here we go. We're gonna we're gonna connect the whole heliocentric model to the number 666. All right, guys. This gets really interesting. This is part of Rob Skiba's research, which he passed away. And this is part of other people's research. This is not Josh Monday sitting back here with a, a board, just writing all these numbers down and finding out what 666. It's not me. This is other yeah. people's research, but this is just what I thought was interesting. Now, for me, uh, this is something I could connect to the strong delusion, the heliocentric model, the Big Bang and evolution. I think that's a strong delusion that's brought many people away from the word of God. Okay. Many people. Okay. They, they so Let's look at what, uh, that's 2 Thessalonians 2.11. It says, and for this, God shall send a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. What's happening right now? This could be the strong delusion. Oh, you're crazy. It's not. It's an alien invasion. 
well, if that's an alien invasion, well, this could be part of that because you need these galaxies and all these things for there to be an alien invasion, okay? So this, I believe it's all part of this strong delusion. And everybody, if it's not a strong delusion, then why do people want to punch you in the face if you tell you it's flat, okay? Right. It's right. a strong delusion, all right? Every one mile is eight inches squared is what I told you earlier, right? If yep. you take one, you divide it by eight, it comes out to 0.666 of a foot. If you take 10, and you times it, you know, if you do that, if you do like, you know, 10 miles, it's going to be 6.66 of a foot. If you do a hundred miles, it's 6,666 feet. So you got 666 there in the curvature of the earth, right? We're also rotating around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. You got 666 there. Um, the earth's circumference is 600 times six times six in nautical miles. So we got 666 there. We're at a 90 degree, right? 90 degree. I'm sorry, 23.4 degree access. If you subtract 90 from 23.4, you get 66.6 degrees. That's another one. I, Isaac Newton, when he first wrote the, the theory of gravity, uh, the gravity theory, it was in 1666. That's when mm -hmm. he first started writing it. Um, interesting. The force of gravity on Earth is 666 newtons, Okay. I don't know what a Newton is. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what a big Newton is, but I don't know what a Newton is. Anyways, the speed of sound, if you, if you, if you break it down to knots, right, it's 666 knots. We got that. The diameter of the moon, it's 2160. If you take six times six times 60, that's the diameter of the moon. We got 666 there. The Arctic and Antarctic celestial sphere, uh, that's where you can see the sun uh, light at all times or whatever, I guess. Uh, it's 66.6 degrees north, 66.6 degrees south latitude, okay? The surface of Uranus, not, not my anus, <laughs> Uranus, is negative six times six times six degrees, okay? That's all scientific, wow. and that's how it all connects to the mark of the beast, guys, okay? That is my whole entire presentation put into a, a wrapped in a gift wrap bow, to, I mean, uh, with a bow to bow <laughs> and, uh that's just that's that's everything put together guys and it's always an hour and 20 minute presentation that's you know, why i woke up at 4 30 a.m this morning actually 4 10 this morning to yeah. hop on bows the bump podcast and uh if you guys could make sure you guys subscribe to his channel my channel is josh monday music and podcast that's my youtube so if you could subscribe to that or if you want to find me on Spotify, it's Josh Monday Music. I'm sorry, Josh Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. Or if you want to look up my music, because I'm a Christian rapper, um, you can look it up. Uh, just look, put Josh Monday and Spotify, and you'll, you'll you'll hear all my music, and you'll check out the the podcast. We have a hundred episodes. Uh, my hundredth episode is going to be tomorrow, actually. Oh, congratulations, brother! Thank you, bro. That's Thank awesome. You. And hey, look, this presentation, like you said, there there's plenty to chew on. You you threw out so many biblical references and scripture, and I lo I love that you you you're backing up everything you're saying. So by the I, word I, of God, I, I appreciate you coming on here, man. I appreciate you standing bold, coming forward, laying this out here. <clears throat> like I said, the flat Earth people either love it or hate it, but everybody wants to hear it. You know. So instead well, of taking, you know, the David Weiss approach, which I, I I love and respect him. Me too. But instead yeah. of taking that approach, you you took it, you know, to to the word of God. 
Yeah. You're laying it out there. And I love it. I love it. I, I greatly appreciate you coming on here. This this is only a minor portion. There's 240 verses in the Bible that would point towards flat earth. I'm just picking and choosing the verses that fit into like these little categories I'm trying to explain to you guys. I don't have obviously three hours to go over every single verse with you guys, but there's a lot. Okay. There's a lot. And guys, what I'm going to tell you, I'll leave you with this. All scriptures inspired by God. That's one you guys need to understand. The one I came out in the first and it's profitable for doctrine. Um, there's going to be science. That's going to challenge your faith. That's what Timothy, that's what uh, Paul was saying in Timothy. Okay. There's going to be vain babblings, science, falsely so-called. That's going to be challenging your faith. Now, God, you know, you're saved by grace through faith, Amen. you know, for it is a you know gift from God, not of yourselves, not by works. So what is it? If we're saved by faith, now everybody says this is not a your salvation issue if you believe in the earth being flat or not. But when you start reading the Bible and faith comes by hearing the word of God and you don't believe what you're hearing, now you got to, uh, now you have a salvation issue. You know why? Because I'm not saying if you don't believe the earth is flat, that you're going to go to hell. But I'm telling you, if you're hearing the word of God and, and faith comes by hearing, you might not have as much faith as you thought. Because if you're listening to what I'm saying right now, reading straight from the scriptures, I did not have anything in there besides when I went over the whole scientific part. I'm not trying to give you like, oh, you know, this is my opinion and, and, and you know, whatever. This is just the word of God coming through. And it's a it's a conspiracy that was 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 I mean. It's a conspiracy you can explain with the Bible, okay? So right. it's a conspiracy. It's one of the major ones because you don't know where you're living. Uh, it separates you from God. Uh, if, if you think about Isaiah 40, 22, he's sitting there watching you guys like grasshoppers from the throne. Look at that. And it's, and it's dude, it's it's just so interesting. And, yeah. and Tim, oh, Stephen, I'm sorry. I got to leave you with this. Stephen, when he got stoned, yeah. he got killed. He looked up to the heavens. And he saw Jesus at the right hand of the father because God, he just basically took away the veil. He was, they were able to see, but he saw from right. earth when he was about to die, Jesus at the right hand of the father. Oh, yeah. So guys check out my podcast, but make sure you uh, leave five. I don't know if you're on uh, are you on Apple and all that oh, stuff everything, too? Man. Okay. Everything. <laughs> leave him a great review. If you guys can, because we do a lot to try to get this podcast out. I know that Bo probably works hard. I, 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 I wake up at four. I, I do the, the podcast. Sometimes I do it at nine o'clock at night till 12, whatever, you know, just please uh, leave them a good review and share this. If you can, uh, this is all just out of the word of God. If you hate me, please don't do that because I'm just trying to read what God is trying to tell you, you know, and there the Holy go. spirit is leading me to do this. That's why every single show I go on, I ask if I could present this because if I'm on a, a, a conspiracy podcast, that's not Christian whatsoever. I could spit, 90 Bible verses or whatever it is, or 60 Bible verses on that show. And then those people get to hear the word of God. My whole show was based on taking the Bible into the conspiracy theorist home and also taking the conspiracies into the Christian home. So they know what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? It. So it's I interesting. It. I love it. And you know, this, this is your, this is your work. You know, you feel led to do this. I, for me, my work, I feel led to talk about spiritual warfare. So okay, yeah. you ever want to have me on your show? I'd be. I'd love to come on, man. Damn, tomorrow to morning, on. I'm. I'm doing a show on spiritual warfare are at you, five a.m. Of if course I, you are. <laughs> if you want to come on, if you're available tomorrow at five a.m. Pacific, I, I have a pastor coming on. And if you'd like to come on and talk about spiritual warfare, I'm going to invite you right now, bro. But just make sure that you're you're available and let me know. I'll send you the link, the Zoom link tomorrow morning. Okay. And of course, we're doing. And bro, I'm going to tell you guys about spiritual warfare. My my wife's stepdad passed away this week. 
My kids all have RSV, whatever it's called. They're all like, you know, they're taking the breathing treatment. I have spiritual warfare going on to the extreme right now. The week that I'm going to do a podcast on spiritual warfare, okay? So, guys, it is real. The God, the devil, and everything you do, okay? So, it's also involved in what we're talking about here. You're going to be taught by the Rockefellers uh, 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 educational system about all this and all this. And then you're going to read the word of God. It's going to be different because they don't want you to believe in God, right? They want you to not believe in God. They want you to be believing in the government, believing in, the, you know, Satan, worshiping the, the wrong God. Okay, guys. So thank you guys for listening. I thought this is a good presentation to, to, to have me on, man. I appreciate hey, it. Thank you. Brother, you, you nailed it. I love it. Please be careful going to work this morning. Uh, Amen. God bless. Be safe. I'll go ahead and let you go because I know I know what it's like before work. <laughs> but thanks again for coming on. And everybody, please check out Josh Monday, the Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. Check out Josh Monday's music. Go follow him. Check him out on Instagram too. He's, he's oh, got good stuff. Oh, Instagram is Josh Monday underscore podcast if you want to check me out on Instagram. And you can ask me for prayer. Ask me any questions you want about what I went over on the show. And I will do my best to answer. If I can't answer biblically, I ain't going to answer it. Okay. What about the solar eclipse? What about that? Well, the Bible doesn't tell me about that. So I'm not going to try to guess and try to tell you some, some lie. I'm just going to tell you that the Bible doesn't say it. I'll tell you another answer if you have a different question. So, awesome. all right. All right, Josh. Thank you again, brother. And God bless. God bless you too. Thank you. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more content, if you want to submit your own story to be on the show, if you want to listen to past episodes, or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there, uh, explore the website, check it all out. If you want to sign up to be a member, it's super cheap. It's just $1.75 a week. You can cancel it anytime. Get in on uh, all the, the new, latest, and greatest stuff we have going on. All right, so again, thanks for listening. I love you. God bless.
personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again, to start a new life as a child of God, to join God's army, to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you.
historic realm. Them golden slippers upon his feet. He walks at sea with the golden streams.
Yeah. Mm-hmm.